Section 8 of The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cotty Hillman. The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales by Bridget and Julia Cavanaugh. Chapter 8 Prince Doran. Little Prince Doran was seven years with his nurse. He was rocked seven years more, and after that he slept seven years. Whilst he was being rocked, his father the king gave him a little black puppy dog called Trim, and his mother the queen a little white kitten called Muff. Trim and Muff were very fond of Doran and slept with him. Muff at his head and Trim at his feet, until he awoke, and they awoke, too. Prince Doran was now twenty-one, and as his father had died whilst he was sleeping, his mother the queen said to him, My dear, it is now time that you should get married. The princess Sprightly is very beautiful and very rich. You had better ask her to be your wife. I shall send an ambassador to ask her in marriage, from the king, her father, said Doran, and he did send the ambassador at once. When Prince Doran was alone with Muff and Trim, and told them what he had done, Muff said, The princess lives a long way off. She will be a long time coming. Why should we not go and see the world in the meantime? Muff, said Prince Doran, you are the wisest cat I know. And he went, and he told his mother that he and Muff and Trim were going to travel, and that they would all be back by the time the princess arrived. My dear son, said the queen, you cannot leave your kingdom. You must stay and govern your subjects. Very well, answered Doran, I shall stay. That night, Prince Doran told Muff and Trim, who always slept with him, that he had agreed to remain at home in order to govern his subjects. They were both very angry, and Trim said, Why should not your cousin, the Duke, rule your kingdom whilst you are away? And as to your subjects, they got on without you whilst you were sleeping. Can't they get on without you whilst you are traveling? I declare, Trim, cried Prince Doran, you are a wonderful dog, and quite as wise as Muff. When Doran told the queen that he must go and travel all the same, and that his cousin, the duke, would govern the kingdom in his stead, the queen, who was very wise, shook her head and said, My son, that will not do. Remember how long you have been sleeping, and how much time you have lost. Just so, answered Prince Doran. I have slept so long that I mean to be wide awake now, and I also mean to make up for the time I have lost by going about. All the queen could say could not keep Prince Doran. His mind was so bent on traveling. So off he set with Muff and Trim, and all he took with him was a quilt, which he strapped to his knapsack. When Muff was tired, Prince Doran carried him on his shoulder, and when Trim was tired, Prince Doran carried him in his arms. And when Prince Doran himself was tired, he rolled himself up in his quilt, with Muff at his head and Trim at his feet, 
and the three had a long nap. Prince Doran had been gone a long time, and he had already seen a great many wonderful things. When his mother, the queen, sent him a messenger, who came all breathless with haste, to tell him that the princess Sprightly had arrived, and that she was the most beautiful princess that had ever been seen, and that she had brought with her forty chariots full of gold and precious stones, and that Prince Doran had better come back at once and marry her. You can't go home yet, said Muff, who was just then sitting on his shoulder, and who had heard every word the messenger had said. You know, you have not seen the great battle which is to take place between the cats and mice next month. How can you ever fight your enemies if you do not first see fighting? I'm glad you thought of that, Muff, said the prince. I must go back and see the battle, of course, before I go home. Tell the queen so, said he to the messenger, but that as soon as Muff Trim and I have seen a little fighting. I shall make haste home and shall marry the princess. The messenger went back to the queen, and Prince Doran went on. But he was not in time to see the battle between the cats and the mice, for it was just over when they arrived, and the cats, who had won the day, were burying their dead and eating their enemies. The prince, being too late for this, was thinking of going home in earnest, when the queen sent him another messenger, telling him that the princess Sprightly had been so much affronted at his thinking more of seeing a battle fought between cats and mice than of coming back to marry her, that she had talked of going away at once with her forty chariots. Whereupon his cousin, the duke, in order to avoid a war with the king, her father, and also not to let all her valuables leave the kingdom, had married her. Well, that is settled, said Prince Doran. What shall we do now? Let us go and hear the wonderful bird who sings only once in a hundred years, said Trim. Yes, said Doran, we can go home after that. The wonderful bird lived a long way off, and when they came to the country in which she was to be found, it wanted a good bit yet to the hundred years. Since we have come so far, said Prince Doran, we shall wait till it is time for the wonderful bird to sing. The queen now sent another message to Doran. His subjects had got tired of waiting for him, and they had all asked his cousin the duke, who had consented, to be king in Prince Doran's stead. So upon the whole, the queen thought that Doran had better not come back. What can't be cured must be endured, said Doran. At least we shall hear the wonderful bird, but let us take a nap till the hundred years are out. He rolled himself up in his quilt, with Muff at his head and Trim at his feet, and the three went to sleep under a tree in the forest. They slept so soundly, and they slept so long, that when they woke up, the wonderful bird who perched on the tallest oak in the forest had sung his song and would not sing now for another hundred years. And now what shall we do? asked Doran. I think, answered Muff and Trim, that we may just stay where we are. 
Then I must build a house, said Doran. Build it in the forest, said Trim. I want to go hunting. And leave plenty of room for the mice to run about, said Muff. A house without mice is dull. Prince Doran did as they advised him. He built a house in the forest, and Muff and Trim helped him. When the house was built, and all but roofed, Doran, Muff, and Trim felt tired and took a long nap. Let us roof the house now, said Doran, when he woke. No, said Trim, let us hunt first. Yes, I want an airing, said Muff. Well, said Prince Doran, I feel as if a walk would do me good. They all went out in the forest. Trim ran first, looking for game. Doran came after him, and Muff was on Doran's shoulder. They had not walked long before Trim said, I hear a great noise. Do you see anything, Muff? I see two crows picking at something on the ground, answered Muff. Trim, go and see what is the matter, said Doran. Trim went on barking till he came to the two crows. They flew away, and he found a little red squirrel all torn and bleeding, which he picked up in his mouth and brought back to his master. The little squirrel looked almost dead, but Prince Doran took it home and laid it on the hearth, and Trim licked it, and Muff kept it warm. After a while, the little squirrel opened one eye, then he opened the other eye, then he moaned and stirred, then he said, Thank you, Prince Doran, you have saved my life. Doran was accustomed to hear Muff and Trim talk, but he had never heard a squirrel talk before. Besides, this one knew his name, and could not be a squirrel like any other. He was much surprised, and said at once, Who are you? I am the fairy Nap, answered the squirrel, and I am nurse to all the young fairies. I lull them to sleep by setting in motion all the gold and silver acorns on the fairy oak. I wanted to see the world, but the queen of fairies would not allow it. I teased her so much, however, that she consented to let me have my way, but on condition that I should not be more than a week away, and that I should remain under the shape of a squirrel all the time. You see what has come of it. I had scarcely begun to look about me when I was attacked by these two crows, and they would have killed me if you had not sent Trim to deliver me. Prince Doran, Muff, and Trim were greatly pleased to have got a fairy. They took every care of her, and they would sit and listen by the hour to her accounts of fairyland. At the end of three days, the squirrel, or rather fairy nap, was quite well again, for she had told Doran to fetch her certain herbs from the forest, and these had healed her wounds. She was a little lame, however, for her left leg had been injured, but otherwise she was very lively, and ate the nuts which Muff and Trim brought her, as heartily as if she had eaten nothing else her whole life. She would not sleep with Muff and Trim, however, but when Prince Doran took off his coat at night and hung it up, she got into his pocket and stayed there till the morning. The first thing he did on getting up was to look for Nap and take her out. 
but on the morning of the fourth day she was not in his pocket as usual you need not look for me there prince doran said she i could not fit in your pocket now doran looked around and saw the most beautiful little lady he had ever seen and she was not merely beautiful but she shone so with gold and silver and pearls diamonds and precious stones that he was quite dazzled are you nap he asked yes said she i am the fairy nap and i must go back directly to fairyland and lull the little fairies to sleep and now tell me what gift you will have for me for having saved my life but please to make haste for i must be gone prince doran said he must consult muff and trim so the three put their heads together and whispered to each other then prince doran said well nap since you leave us free to choose and since you are going back to fairyland take us with you fairy nap was very much vexed when she heard this and she did all she could to make them change their gift into another she offered dorian to make him king again and muff to give him a charm which would make rats and mice run up to him and trim to take him to rabbit land but they all declared that they would go to fairyland and that they would have nothing else when nap saw they were determined she thought she would make use of this wish of theirs to see a little more of the world but this time under her own shape very well said she if i take you to fairyland you must lull the young fairies to sleep instead of me for a week and when you have been seven times seven days in fairyland you will find yourselves here back again prince doran muff and trim agreed to this for they did not know that a week in fairyland is exactly seven times seven days and not a minute less the moment they had said yes they found themselves with nap in fairyland under an oak tree all hung with gold and silver acorns all the young fairies were lying around the tree and each fairy was in a cradle of pearls and from every gold and silver acorn there was a thread and all the threads met at one end and were fastened together by a big diamond nap put the diamond into prince doran's hand and showed him how he was to put all the threads in motion and lull the young fairies to sleep the music of the gold and silver acorns then bidding him on no account stop one second for if he did the young fairies would waken at once and the queen would be ever so angry she vanished prince doran did as he was bid he set all the gold and silver acorns in motion and lulled the young fairies to sleep but the music of the acorns was so sweet and delightful that he longed to sleep too so after a while he said muff take that ball in your mouth and let me have a nod muff did as he was bid but after a while he got so sleepy that he said trim take that ball in your mouth and let me have a nod trim took the ball but got so sleepy he had to waken prince doran 
and when he got sleepy again, he had to wake him up, and so they spent all their time sleeping and waking. And whilst Fairy Nap was going about the world enjoying herself, they could not stir from under the fairy tree, and never got a sight of Fairyland. At last, Prince Doran got so tired that when he gave the ball to Muff, he said, Now, Muff, manage as you like, but whatever you do, do not waken me. Very well, said Muff, as Prince Doran rolled himself up in his quilt and went fast asleep. When Muff felt sleepy, he gave the diamond ball to Trim and said to him, Now, Trim, manage as you like, but whatever you do, do not waken me. With that, Muff went and laid himself down at the head of Prince Doran, and was soon fast asleep. Trim put the gold and eight silver acorns in motion, and lulled the young fairies to sleep as long as he could. But he got so sleepy himself that he could go on no longer. So he just dropped the diamond ball and curled himself round at the feet of Prince Doran. The moment the diamond ball touched the ground, the gold and silver acorns ceased going, and all the young fairies woke up and began to cry. Trim started up and picked up the nearest to him and shook it well. He was so frightened. Then Muff awoke and got another fairy and shook it too to keep it quiet. But as all the other fairies kept on crying louder and louder, Prince Doran awoke and, putting his hand in the cradle next to him, took the young fairy out of it and hushed it. And, at that moment, the seven times seven days that they had been in fairyland being out, Prince Doran, Muff, and Trim found themselves at home again in the little house in the forest. Doran, with a young fairy in his hand, and Muff and Trim, with each a fairy in his mouth. Well, said Prince Doran, we have brought something out of Fairyland. They were all three much pleased with their prize. The young fairies were very little, but very pretty. They required, however, so much care and nursing that Doran, Muff, and Trim had no time to spare to roof the house, for Doran made cradles for them, and they had to be rocked almost all day and all night. Then, they could feed on nothing but dew and honey, and Doran had to go out every morning to get them the earliest dew, and Muff had to prowl about at night to steal the honey of the wild bees for them, whilst Trim stayed at home and watched them, and would not let the a soul come near the place. All the time the house remained unroofed, but on account of there being fairies in it, there was neither rain nor bad weather. It was always sunny in the daytime and warm at night. When the young fairies were old enough to go about, they were so frolicsome and so full of pretty tricks that Doran, Muff, and Trim never felt dull, and grew fonder and fonder of them every day. Indeed, they could not let them out of their sight a moment, lest they should escape. Not that the young fairies seemed to wish to go, but Doran knew fairies are not to be trusted. Besides, he was afraid lest the queen of fairies should steal them back again from him, Muff and Trim. 
One day, Doran's fairy said to him, Doran, you must open all the doors and all the windows of the house. Why so? asked Doran. Because we are going to make you, Muff, and Trim a quilt to lie on. And we want all the birds of the air and all the fishes of the sea and all the insects of the field to help us. When Muff and Trim saw Doran opening all the doors and windows of the house, they asked him what that was for. And when Doran told them, Trim said, Your old quilt would do very well. What do you want with a new one? And Muff said, I would not trust those fairies if I were you. But, for once, Doran would not take the advice of Muff and Trim. When all the doors and windows of the house were open, the first fairy called all the birds of the air and made each bird give her a feather. Then the second fairy called all the fishes of the sea and bade each fish give her a scale or bring her a pearl from the sea. Then the third fairy called all the insects of the field and made every one of those that spun webs give her some of their webs and all those that were winged one of its wings. When they had all the feathers, scales, pearls, wings, and webs that they wanted, the young fairies began to make the quilt. They worked three days and three nights, and at length the quilt was finished. The groundwork was of feathers and web to be soft and warm. The pattern was of fishes' scales and insects' wings, and the border and the tassels were of pearls. And now said the fairies to Doran, lie down and try if you like your quilt. Doran lay down and the quilt was so soft and warm and pleasant that he rolled himself in it and fell asleep at once. And now Muff, said the fairies, try how you like the quilt. Muff went and laid himself down at Doran's head and fell fast asleep. And now, said the fairies to Trim, do you try how you like it, Trim? Trim crept under the quilt till he got at Doran's feet, where he at once began to snore. When the three were fast asleep, the fairies went and sat on the quilt. Then it rose and rose till it flew away up in the air because there was no roof to the house, and Doran, Muff, and Trim, and the three fairies were in fairyland, in no time, all under the oak tree with the gold and silver acorns, where Nap was lulling the young fairies to sleep in their cradles of pearls. When Doran, Muff, and Trim had had a long sleep, they awoke. Why, here we are, under the oak tree again, said Doran. Yes, said the three young fairies, and here we are with you, and it is it not a good quilt? That we made for you? It is very good, answered Prince Doran, but I am tired of hearing gold and silver acorns. Besides, I must go home and roof my house. Have another sleep first, said the three fairies. Yes, said Muff and Trim. Let us take another nap. So they all three went to sleep again, and the three young fairies watched them by night and day, lest they should escape, and every time they awoke, and wanted to go home, they persuaded them to have another sleep first. And that is how Doran, Muff, and Trim 
are still asleep in fairyland, and how the little house in the forest is unroofed to this day. End of section 8